1: hello and thank you so much for joining us on your friday night into saturday morning it is your aw rampage and smackdown review for december 9th holy cow coming down the home stretch of the year just crazy crazy stuff please 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 leave a thumbs up if you would be so kind on this video the best free way to support us you can also support us via super chat and humper chat at humperchats.com. What the heck's a humper chat? Functions just like a super chat, but we get to keep more money. We get to keep a little bit more of the support. So we appreciate you utilizing that platform. I know their interface can be a little weird to figure out, but we always appreciate the support over there. And you can support us on Twitch as well at twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming by sending us your hmm. But before we dive in, we have so much to talk about. We're going to start with Rampage, which I'm excited about, because holy crap. Takeshda and Moxley was a certified banger, as one would expect. But how are you today, Alex? How's it going?
2: I'm doing great. You mentioned when you said December 9th, I'm like, what? No, it's not December 9th. It can't be. She's lying, guys. It's like you're moving in a week. It's August 28th. I don't know what she's saying. (laughs)
1: it is definitely it feels like december here in the northeast you escaped it but you are moving next week my friend and we will have the dude himself robert d felice filling in next week as well so we hope that you have a wonderful day off and
2: man and the the following week will be live from the new home so that'll be fun
1: Oh my goodness, you and Sean both settling into your studio. Look at us. Look at us. It. We're
2: just grown grown-up boys just having fun. I
1: know. You know? I That's know. That's all we are. Oh. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh and we've got some good wrestling that happened to open up Rampage tonight, man. We're going to dive right into Mox and Takeshita cuz holy crap. I'm really excited to talk about it. Now the only tricky thing with a match like this is I don't really have specific spots to call out because I would have to call out the entire match. These two beat the ever-living crap out of each other. I can say that much about it. They lay it in hard. I would say that Takeshita has one of the best suplexes I've I've ever seen. Definitely one of the best going today. I think Chad Gable is right there with it, and we get to see him on, on t- television now, which is fun as well, but man to coming back into the fold is such a refreshing breath of fresh air. I think the sky's the limit for this guy. They sure, sure did bleed a lot. And there's been some instability in that Blackpool Combat Club of lately. As they were having this, this war, as they were going to war here, we saw some blood. The traditional Mox goes over, but the earning the respect situation I think is really, really cool. I'm wondering if maybe Takeshita does end up joining the Blackpool Combat Club in some way. If not, he's a single star in his own man. Like uh, I know, anytime someone kind of comes over from from Japan, there's always this discussion around like is his promo solid enough to hang? I think when your in ring is this good, it doesn't really matter. But I know there's also been reports that it's something he's been working on and and trying to get more comfortable. He is fully in the states now. But I do feel like the Blackpool Combat Club could be a really fun lane for Takeshita to join and not to have to really worry about that because there's some other really great talkers in that group. I also think man, if you wanted to make him an ROH champion sooner rather than later, that could be fun. Could be Samoa Joe and Takeshita all day. Um, Or, you know, I I feel like there's a couple of different alleys he can go. Would love your thoughts on the match, which I thought was incredible. I couldn't believe how hard-hitting it was. Like, Don't forget, Mox was supposed to be on vacation like six weeks ago, and here he is putting on a match like this. Um, Sneak it in there for that. Like Everyone's having their match of the year discussions. Don't have them too soon. We're going to put on an absolute incredible opener here. But what did you think of the match, and did you have any of the same inklings that I did about maybe Takeshita joining the Blackpool Combat Club?
2: Yeah, it looks like they're about to start a, you know, this is going to be worse than uh, Aaron Judge. Uh, you know, and teams fighting over him. So I think <laughs> I think I think it'll definitely um, that's where it seems it's going to go. Um Why else would you have Don Callis just sitting up top and, you know, seeing, you know, what what is going to happen here, um especially with Mox, if he does decide to go on vacation one day, Um if he does decide to join BCC, why not? He He would be the perfect addition to it, to be completely honest. I would love yeah, to see him in there.
1: I, I think that's a perfect call. I think anybody, uh, I, th- I think you bring over someone who is as talented as Takeshita, but maybe not so established for people who are not following Japanese right. wrestling that are just following the AEW product. They've seen him have some incredible matches. I think it's really easy to forget about how great Claudio versus Takeshita was considering it was kind of just on battle of the belts and tucked away a little bit, but like, That match was incredible. All this guy has done is put on great matches since coming over, but because he's a little less established, I feel like it's a very good way to make someone feel really important off the bat to be fighting over him, to be wanting to do that, to be adding him to your stable. We saw that happen with Dante Martin, unfortunately, when Leo Rush entered, exited the picture, rather. That didn't really, like, kind of come fully to fruition, but I think it's a great wrestling playbook to run, especially with a guy like Takeshita. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's really fun. I think that could be super, super interesting. I think it's a good way to reframe the Blackpool Combat Club with the exit of William Regal. So uh, I think that could be really great. And then, of course, after the match, we get something that I feel like is all too rare in pro wrestling, which was, I thought, a damn good brawl. Uh, Moxley, particularly, I feel like, is one of the few that excel at the... We know a brawl is coming. How do we make it feel real or good or authentic in any way? And I I go back and forth with people selling injuries like concussions, which we see at a hangman page here, who comes mm. down. Uh there's a brawl that kind of happens between Hangman and Mox. Mox sends him flying into the stairs. Claudio breaks it up, but essentially Adam Page says he's not cleared. Doc Samson won't clear him because of Mox's actions, essentially. Um I go back and forth with that. Like, I didn't love in Danielson's first match back, how he was selling concussion symptoms against Garcia. Like it makes me feel gross at home, but at the same time, I'm kind of supposed to feel that way, right? Like, that's kind of the point. But my yeah. mind does go to the Adam Cole's of the world who are sincerely fighting him. Um, I don't I don't know if Adam Page is cleared or not. I would assume so if he's taking bumps into the stairs. Um but I don't know. I go back and forth with that. It definitely makes me feel uncomfortable. It's designed to make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But what did you think of? I, I thought the actual unfolding of the brawl was great. And I think, you know, punk and Mox had a really good real life feeling brawl. Like there's not a lot of guys that can do them. Mox is one of them. Kingston to me is certainly one of them. What did you think of this little brawl here? What do you think of the development of this storyline? And do you ever think John Moxley's gonna get to go on a vacation?
2: I don't think John I think Moxley right now is <laughs> <laughs> Whatever poor Renee had planned for them, I, I hope that they. I hope that they had uh, flight protection on their tickets and on their vacations. But what do I think? I, I, you know, it's funny because um, Hangman has been hit or miss with his promos. He's not really like he's a, he knows how to. Be physical in the ring, but I think his promos sometimes just don't cross that threshold that we wanted to. So it can sound super legitimate, right? But I think that these one-on-ones that he these short little spurs that he's been having with Mox have really paid off. Like when they were face to face, you know, and headbutting each other, like that was really good. He kind of had to back away from Mox to show, like, okay, this dude means business, you know, because Mox is not gonna back down. Mox is gonna knock his teeth out. And I think today, um, you saw the opposite i think you saw hangman page going balls to walls basically and saying you know what this is... you punked me out last time it's not going to happen this time that spot on the on the uh what is it on the on the post when he threw him that looked legit like yeah. he did a really great job be like as the sound the camera angle and the way he flew after he hit made me actually do a double take like shit did he really hit that hard you know like whatever happened there They sold me on it, but yeah, you know, it is a little bit that area where, you know, you have people like uncles who's sitting at home with a head problem, you know? So I liked it, man. I I think it was good. I think that small bits like this are better than these long out brawls where they just continue jumping over each other and blah, blah, blah. I think that's, you know, that's overdone.
1: Yeah. To your point, I feel like hangman page has been doing some of his best promo work that I've seen of recent that, uh, the one, I think it was, was it right before he got entered of like, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, the meds aren't working, yes. but I'm still here. That I think was maybe the best promo of his career, or at least in AEW, I feel. Um, it really, I think, hit home in a way that it kind of needed to. So, nice to see that. Nice to see uh steady improvement as he's kind of reentering the fold here. So, good stuff. And you guys also thought this was good stuff. We get... Uh, super Chat from Tomah Valley that says Happy Friday, y'all! Love to see you on my screens. Well, darn it, we love being on your screens when we get awesome matches like this. When we get support from you guys, he says that Takeshi is amazing every single time he wrestles. I can't turn away, even on elevation. He really, really, really is fantastic. And we have Joseph Stark kind of echoing the my sentiments there that the deadlift suplexes always managed to pop me. Yes, the deadlift ones are crazy. His German is just so textbook, but the deadlift ones, my God. Takesha might have one of the best. That match, Helms. Yeah, no, that did. That match absolutely was a humper. Um,
3: yeah.
1: Really, really fun. Really, really fun stuff. And, and to the points of the chats, like we haven't seen... There has not been an ounce of... How do I adapt to an American audience? How do I adapt to... I mean, he's fun in front of some pretty big crowds. But, like, there's never been a moment where he seemed overwhelmed or that the stage was too big for him in any way. Like, he's just come in, kicked butt. I think they've picked really good opponents from him. Now I want to go back and watch that Battle of the Belts match with Claudio really bad. Because I remember covering it being like, this match is incredible. Uh, so, uh, the crowd was yeah. behind
2: him. The crowd was screaming. Well, his name. And completely. And when, when you have the crowd and it, this is big people like, you know, this is professional wrestling. You're putting on a show, not only for the house crowd, but the crowd at home, a lot of the time, the crowd at home, when AW brings someone out, they don't connect very quickly with them because they don't know they haven't yeah. been that told that story hasn't been told, but the people that are, are in, in the audience, they know what's going down because they're there because they're really strong fans of, of the people. Of wrestling and just the fact that they they were screaming out his name and on national television on a Friday night beautiful thing
1: and against Moxley who has been so over with the crowd because he's been the one carrying the company up until super recent and some might argue kind of in some ways still is right then MJF title reign is still settling in so uh really encouraging to see I love when people are organically over makes me Mm. very happy so we will move right along to the Book of Hobbs, Chapter 5. Oh boy, what a badass video package for a badass dude. You have been a Hobbs mark for a while. I've also really <laughs> liked him, but these new layers are just getting me to buy in more and more. He just talks about the reality of his life. He talks about the streets that... I certainly couldn't survive on. I would run away and cry real fast, uh, but he talks about his his life and shedding blood. And he talks about his brother and uh, just really dives in and does a great job, which is not something that people are, because mm-hmm. he is a little bit newer to this. Not mm-hmm. everybody is great at capturing being a badass and vulnerable at the same time. That kind of just goes for life too, I would say, but I felt like that's exactly what Hobbs did in this segment. Like, it made him come across so badass, but his guard coming down a little bit, talking about his life is what got you there. So there was something very real to connect to. You've loved this guy from the beginning. I have too, but you've had a really you've been in his corner, a special yes. affinity for him. What did you think of this vignette that we got?
2: I thought, I mean, God, he he's so he's getting so comfortable with who he is. His he like, you don't know if it's a character or you don't know if it's him. And that reminds me of Harlem heat when they used to do their vignettes. Uh, I don't know how far back you go into the wrestling history, but they used to do that. They, they went back home and they talked about the streets and how hard it was for, for both of them growing up and just him giving you that visual of like my brother's blood. How many times did I have to clean it up through? Like you visualize that stuff. And you start, you know.
1: Did Alex freeze or did I see so this is the internet game we have to play. Let me know in the chat. Did I freeze? Did Alex freeze? I think it's Alex. <laughs> oh no okay it's Alex see this is the weird thing guys because my internet was so bad for so long I'd like view it as a weird victory so let me know what you think about it this is probably like his favorite thing of the night so him getting stumped out here uh is kind of hysterically timed in a way but we'll give him a minute to reset his router um but I love the points he was making about Harlem Heat that's a really great uh thing to to tie back to but We'll, we'll circle back. We're going to let him talk about it because it is something that uh, he is extremely passionate about. But what we will do is we'll throw it back over to your super chats and humper chats. Uh, Grim Spider 93 saying, Whoa, buddy, that Takeshda moch, ma- mox match humped hard. Yes, it did. Uh, just what a fun way. That's my favorite thing is when Rampages opened super hot for a long time when Cole was active that was kind of like the spot that he owned he was like i'm the guy that opens rampage everybody freaks out about my entrance like it's a hot start to it i love when we start rampage with just like badass wrestling matches like this that was one of them force of will chiming in about don Callis saying that i think Callis is recruiting for united empire very interesting very interesting take does he abandon the elite Kind of like that. I kind of like that. Oh my gosh, he's back!
2: I think everything just flickered here, like the power and everything. So I don't know what happened. Got, power flickered. I heard you talking, and you were like, <laughs> "Is it the internet?" Because the internet. I'm like, ah, and then I saw just things. Power, power, powerhouse hops just flickered my energy here. But yeah, like I mentioned before, I love him. I just everything that he does right now is just is money.
1: I just love that it cut out while you were like talking about Harlem Heat and that great. Uh, comparison kind of running back to those and then you were just like getting basically into the most vulnerable thing and then you froze so just because I'm
2: just a vulnerable frozen man (laughs) (laughs) well now
1: that you're back we do have Ryan Sullivan saying him Alex him I think referring to your intro
2: yeah so a couple things um, that Kate brought up Well, that was good we don't want to get copyright strike I use a lot of copyright music Um, everything that I use. So if you guys hear Wrestling with Freddie or the plethora of other podcasts that I produce, it's all, but because I control that. I don't control Fightful. (laughs) So I got to do like a triple check to make sure that when I play it and I pass it through YouTube, we're not going to have problems. Being on a podcast platform and being on YouTube are two different things. So I do have it. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it on my own and on my own videos on and do us, uh, some checkups before. Sorry, Ryan, but I don't want to get us in trouble. It's um, okay.
1: Cause the more money he sends in the better, to be honest. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So Ryan, I got you. Don't worry about it for now. You have this little jingle right there.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. You can have that jingle for now. That's as that's, as a uh, royalty free as it's going to get right now. There and you then know. obviously, yeah, but I do have some fun make in the works, so it's going to have Kate's name in it, my name in it. I just, I want to make it legit. You know what I'm saying? This show's I missing can. something. I don't know what it is. It's but missing a
1: background, it. which Sean sent to me, <laughs> which I have to upload because he sent me the blanks. <laughs> so it's hard for me to edit them. But you know what? That isn't even close to how much things in the world suck because Stokely reminds us in a really fun, short, and sweet vignette this Little infomercial that we get from Stokely Hathaway. I love a lot of Stokely's work. Some of my favorite stuff is these like quick hit vignettes. Like, this was so short and so much fun. He's like, atrocities happen in the world on a grand scale on a daily basis. And he's like, but nothing is bigger than what happened to Lee Moriarty and Hook. It's just like such a fun way to go about it that we see him getting his hot date ready to go out after what a blast. Um, but I I love this from Stokely. He's so good at these incredibly efficient promos in a short time, which is always something that's so important and valuable in wrestling, but is even more important on a one hour show because you can, if you can do something that's so meaningful, uh, in such a short time, it just helps with the flow of the show. That's one thing I love about Eddie Kingston. That's like, when they give him time, he fills it valuably, but if he only has two minutes, he's going to give you a two-minute promo that's going to make you want to watch the match. Like, same kind of thing here, just a really nicely built-out, very quick vignette. Did you have any thoughts on this?
2: No, I think I'd think i I'd rather see him more than you-know-who. Uh, mr sterling has not been on my you know tv for a while that makes me happy
1: it does make you happy i like smart mark but we also the talent that we saw him with hasn't been on a ton either um so i think maybe like ROH, you might start to see him a little bit yeah. more perhaps i see him as-
2: i see him as an roh person i really do Kamaru. you're right
1: He could be really fun in a brand that is otherwise, depending on what way they go with the presentation, like they do the last rendition, the most recent rendition of ROH, I felt like was very sports-based. It was an hour. It used the rankings like almost as Bible. You had your pure rules match. There were some promos, but they were like, it felt very sports-based. Rick Abadi and Caprice did a really great job of making everything feel super grounded. So if you like a more sports-based product, I think that was once NXT Black and Gold went belly up, your most sports-based product for sure. Um so, but like when you have that, you also need a Danhausen, which they had, which was so much fun. You could use a guy like Smart Mark, especially in a managerial role, to kind of help that along, which I, I think would be really fun. I also just Josh Woods was a pure champion in ROH. He's an incredible yeah. talent. He deserves to be a big piece of what they choose to build out there. I think Tony Neese going there, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We got Chris Mueller chiming in. We love Doc Mueller here saying Stokely never misses. He really doesn't. Like That dude just entertains me with everything he does. Uh, Says that he should be on every show. I'm never going to complain when Stokely Hathaway is on my screen. And what I love about Stokely, and I've said this before, so sorry if it's redundant, but he can make something hysterical like this two-second pre-tape vignette, or he can do something that feels very grounded, very serious, and both of them are natural like when he was like reigning in ethan page when he went off the rails or whatever like that still felt true to who he is because he's always chasing that back so he wants his athletes to stay on track like yeah. i really really appreciate about that about stokely so put it on my screen every time i'm not mad about it but we will move along guys get in those super chats and humper chats if there's anything you want to discuss please do leave a thumbs up but we get sheeta and bunny mm. We do not get Tay Conti in a Ruby segment, which was announced during the week. Kind of a bummer. Like, I don't want to do this with Ruby Soho again. That's a bummer. Like, but I do feel like they had a feud before she got injured. They're picking it back up after it started. So hopefully we see that come back around. Uh but Sheeta wins with the spin kick here. Not a ton to say. I think it was pretty obvious what the the outcome was going to be in this match, but nice to see bunny back she was injured for a while she was also doing some non-wrestling related work I believe she has come such a long way in the ring and mm-hmm. um to me her value has also been largely like in who she is as a character because I I think she's a ton of fun in that way I think during that women's like hardcore death match that they did she earned a lot of people's respect she deserves it um I don't I don't know if she gets enough credit for how good she is at the other dimensions of this business, because I feel like the women's division is kind of just now getting on track, but she really does. She has put in a ton of work. It's very obvious. Her in-ring has come a really long way. I think she's entertaining as hell in the ring. Also great to see Sheeta on my TV. My goodness. She looks fantastic. In-ring has never been a question with her. I think this presentation is clicking in super well. Uh, And darn it i'm very excited for the her and jamie hater getting lined up let's absolutely go with that she being someone that can really lay in her stuff i think is a, a great opponent for hater what did you think of this match and holy cow are you as excited as i am for jamie hater and Sheeta?
2: yeah that's gonna be hard hitting uh yeah. you know these these two women are gonna beat the crap out of each other i feel like they're not gonna they're gonna give us a show and I'm I'm gonna be so happy about. That. I love Sheeta. I don't know, ever since so ever since she was introduced to me uh, via AEW, because I honestly wasn't really paying attention to anything in the outside markets. Um, I was like really impressed. She's so damn good, and I believe that that match is gonna like really really um show us more a little bit more of a physical style as the women are starting now to get better drawn out uh, storylines and the matches are starting to get a little bit longer a little bit more technical a little better and less like um i'm waiting for you to do this backflip i'm waiting for you to do this kick these girls are going to light it up I, i'm a big jamie hater fan man since she got there so yeah these two are going to kill it
1: yeah she's been great and you're right we've seen so much development As a whole from that division, like in ring, which is awesome from the work that they've obviously put in and the pieces that they've added, who I think came in with a little more experience, like it's on fire right now and love seeing more storytelling on my screen. This is what I've been whining about for three years, people. I think we're probably going to get Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker at Revolution, but we don't have to um, have that be the only thing running or the only thing that either these two women are doing, especially because right now they are in the same camp. So that's my guess what the next uh, major pay-per-view kind of build-out is going to be. But right now, put cheetah and Jamie Hater on my screen. It makes sense. She does a former champ. Let's go. I really, really like this. And welcome back, Bunny. We missed you. She looked great today. So we will take it. Ad- and you gotta one- draw
2: that story. As well, you can't have Hader and and, and Brit kind of just like, you know, uh, start fighting immediately just because she's the champion. There has to be dissension. There has to be jealousy. There has to be like, you know, but I was the better champion. Those little pieces need to be thrown in sooner than later.
1: Yeah, and it's a little tricky because I feel like that was starting. And then I think when Soraya came in, that got kind of halted a little bit, which... I'm okay with for many reasons. One being that Soraya is an active pro wrestler in AEW. That makes me so happy, but it does feel like a little drawn out because I think that's where it was going. But I also think they might've said, whoa, actually we're going to strap up Jamie Hayter and, and have Tony storm drop, Um, which could also alter what that storyline was going to look like. But I think one of the biggest criticisms and it's one that I probably stand by is that tony khan gets a little too married to the long-term picture so seeing yes. him pivot uh and and strap up jb hater i think is a very healthy thing so i'm excited for that story and i think there's a really great way to to build that out right like either Britt starts to get jealous or Britt's like that's not how to be champion or whatever like there there's plenty of ways you can you can go with that so very excited and very excited to see Sheeta in the meantime but we do get an announcement that Tay and Ruby is announced for Winter is Coming. So that's very good news because that'll be also something that feels important and high profile. And that's what Ruby Soho deserves.
2: She, she said. She's and so passionate. She broke her own damn I, headphones. I
1: do that all the time, especially on Tuesdays because we're insane and I talk with my hands. So I long.
2: break my internet. She breaks her headphones, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome that's to it? Friday nights here on Fightful.
1: That's it, man. <laughs> we got Kylie, who we adore, chiming in via Humper Chat. We always love it when we hear from them. Uh Fun Rampage and that opener. Damn, Sakashja could have won and I would have been low. Yeah, that makes sense. And the main event was pretty good. The main event was great. I'm digging Orange Cassidy, just having fun match after match during his reign. They have used Orange Cassidy extremely well in this title reign. Hashtag fightful. Crew, we are pretty. <laughs> I crew is pretty. We got Alex and his clavicle. We got me and my bangs. Life is all right. These,
2: these are getting sexier now because I've been like doing stuff. So you know,
1: there you go. Yeah, I'm moving all <laughs> the those boxes. Weather, the
2: weather, the weather's nice enough down here that you know you could just like just do it up.
1: Hell yeah, nice. So we got a vignette from Athena and Mercedes, uh, which I'm very very excited about. I want those two to collide especially with this uh refreshed version of athena i think it's gonna be really fun and i loved mercedes martinez saying basically like i birthed you sweet little girl i'm the one that made you and it's my championship whole heck of a lot of fun i think that's gonna be a great match tomorrow and if you want to watch the roh post show I kind of bullied my way onto it, so it'll be me and Sean Rossap on the screen together for a post show for the first time in a very long time. Uh, So you can catch that. We know that it's on at a weird time, and I will be doing the NXT Deadline show with Alex Pulawski as well on the main channel tomorrow. So double dose of me. If you don't like me, it's a rough day for you on the Fightful. Bro, I'll take a double shot of (laughs) Kit any day
2: of the week. Let's go. I'm just saying, I'll double fist it. I, uh,
1: I will. Uh, I am very excited because I'm not at all excited for NXT Deadline. I'm intrigued by some <laughs> things, but I love ROH, so I got I get to balance it out. But
2: that's so awesome! Uh, Two back to back night, like, banger, after, like banger, come on. after banger after
1: <laughs> banger. You guys, you
2: guys want Saturday nights like to be amazing or afternoon and tonight? Well, you're gonna get it, and then you get Kate. So
1: stuck with me three shows Mm. in 24 hours. That's what you get. But did you have any thoughts on this Athena and Mercedes vignette? And do you have inclinations about how that's going to go tomorrow? Do you think Athena goes over?
2: I I think I, I, I'm kind of conflicted. Do you put it, do you put it on Athena? Do you make her the, you know, do you make her, something bigger than than what we expected because she's kind of been again like okay great she was here where did all the you know all the ideas and everything that we had when she first came in like oh she could do this and she could do that and she can go be something and i also feel that because of the way that the women's division is now this is another match that two women are going to beat the crap out of each other especially in ring of honor okay okay
1: yeah, it, on pay per view,
2: on pay per view, where it goes
3: hard. Okay, and so I, I don't yeah. think
1: Mercedes Martinez does any other way, to be honest. Let's not forget, when she yeah. first showed up, she was like, I'm bringing a lead pipe with me. So, <laughs> very excited, very excited. So, we move on to Big Bill and Lee Moriarty defeating/slash murdering Izzy Jones and Clayton Bloodstone. <laughs> um, not a ton to write home about here. I will say, because I feel like it's important to call out, we talked about Sarah Logan and how every detail of her presentation when she returned looked like Maxine Van Paley. I feel like we saw maybe a lesser version of a very similar thing happening with this Big Bill situation. Yeah. There's an independent wrestler named Big Bill Collier who has an extremely similar presentation to W. Morrissey who's been going by Big Bill for years, and this isn't like a kid out of independent wrestling school. This is a guy who debuted in 2007, uh, was wrestling before Morrissey, had his look before Morrissey. Now, calling yourself Big Bill when you look like that is something that you could very easily and organically arrive to without copying another independent wrestler. Mm. Uh, Being a jacked, really big dude with long, wet hair uh, is not the most... Unique presentation, maybe in all for wrestling, but I do have to call it out because one, he's been doing so for literally decades, he's been going by Big Bill, and two, um, he had an appearance on AEW Dark. So I do want to say, like, I feel like you should be more aware of that because, uh, it's just a bad look when somebody's had an established identity for that long. And maybe they're not, like, as prominently positioned on the independent scene right now as Max is, but, like, he's been out there kicking ass and taking names for for 15 years, and they look very similar, and he was on your show, and maybe it's not as bad as, I don't know, just hypothetically, like, if you rename's. Someone after a German U-boat Nazi or uh, I don't know, maybe like uh if you had a stable of women that you just called up to start a women's revolution and you accidentally named them after a porn site. Just hypotheticals. Oh hypotheticals. My God. But I do <laughs> say like you should probably do your research in, in that regard. Because Big Bill Collier is great. Um, I would encourage you to to check out his work because he's fantastic. I think he's one of the bigger big men that's out there right now all of his matches are are so logical and great and he knows how to use his size both to his advantage and he knows how to make opponents use his size to his disadvantage extremely well so check out big bill collier i don't want to like harp on it too much but i'm not gonna call it out with max and sarah logan and not call it out on the other end that feels wrong i do feel like it might have not been necessarily as much of an exact detail copy for copy thing big bill again is like a pretty easy year like thing to arrive at but you should be proactively making sure of those things in my opinion in my opinion and everybody in in the chat pointing out that he should be he should be ted
2: oh (laughs) my god test
1: an edge i mean come on lean into it people so uh but as far as this match goes it was it was a hell of a squash uh rest in peace to the independent workers who gave up their lives for pro wrestling tonight
2: that choke slam that he gave him after he jumped off the top oh that was he held him up there bro like he is he's a big boy i I don't understand this oh god bill thing i just as soon as it came (laughs) up i said what yeah you got this mountain of a man and you got so many ways and so many things that you can call him and this is this is the best that you can do for him. Yeah. I mean, damn, guys, he has millions of dollars. He could buy any name he wants.
1: <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. So credit to the independent hustlers, man. Just Word. saying. Just saying. But we will <laughs> move along, but not before we get a chat from... Allie Cease, who says, Kate, what's wrong with kids out of independent wrestling schools? JK, I love you. JK, I love you so much, Allie. Allie, who had her debut match a couple of weeks ago. New Shout handle on you. Twitter, at Allie Wrestling. There's nothing wrong with those independent newbies. They're awesome. They're some of <laughs> my favorite people in the world. But I'm just Shout saying it. it's it's an established character that's been in the business for a while. So...
2: And also, why did they stick him in a tag team? Sorry, I didn't mean to to jump on you. I just, oh, I think that's that... just
1: a I think that's just a one off because they're in the same stable. Well, I
2: hope. Okay, I hope that that's yeah. not it. Because I mean, if you're gonna stick him in a tag team, just I don't know. I guess give this guy his old partner some money and bring him in for a little while. See if that goes anywhere. I mean, is he still a, a schmuck? <laughs> 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 I know. I know he's always at Willowbrook buying sneakers. That's all I know. There you go. At champs, so.
1: There you go. So we'll move along to this FTR interview. Another thing on the show that was short and sweet, I thought, but effective. They're not trying to dodge, uh, you know, the fact that they lost at all. I loved on Twitter. Cash Wheeler was like, it's my fault. Love it. Mm -hmm. Love baby faces just owning where they fell short. Like sometimes other teams just win. I wish there was more of that in wrestling, to be honest. Uh, But I also love that they said. You know, then we immediately got that invite from the Briscoes and our spirits were lifted right back up and that in a double dog collar match, they're the craziest animals in the world. I am excited and I am intrigued because I don't know how that works. I don't know how a double dog collar match and a tag match works, but I would say that Dax Harwood is one of the most logical, smartest in ring workers. So I I I'm confident that he will find a way too. What are your thoughts on this promo? And are you as excited as I am for Briscoe's FTR three? It,
2: if it's gonna be done anywhere, it's gonna be done in AEW, right? A double call dog collar match. So <laughs> we're gonna figure things out and I'm extremely excited to see this. They they work so well together. Yes. It's like it's like it's like watching the ocean so smooth and nice. Just watching them in the ring beat the living life out of each other. It's oh, like yeah. I'm so violent in my head. I'm like, kill each other now. <laughs> You're like Mercedes
1: and <laughs> Arthena are gonna. Yeah, they're us. gonna
2: fight <sighs> and they're gonna bleed.
1: <laughs> well, you know, man, whatever works for you. We got a super chat that came in from Grim Spider ninety three saying. I would name him Big Bill Morrissey. Easy fix. There you that go. is an easy fix. I would also wait, say, like, wait, wait, wait. Can you can we'd... you put that
2: up again? Sure. Okay. We're gonna call him BBM for short. I'm in. Okay. I
1: also like. I think we know that he's big.
2: Whoa.
1: <laughs> like, I didn't have a problem with him just being more. Like, I have eyeballs. I know. He's I just
2: don't. Let's not even go there because he's just. I just. <laughs> he. He's such a good talent. <laughs> What are you saying, Alex? I'm never going to call him that.
1: (laughs) Look, sometimes it doesn't matter how big you are. It's just not going to make people excited. Okay? Sometimes the size doesn't matter, Alex. Sometimes it matters, you know, when you need to deliver the performance and Blue Chair's here to help you do
3: that.
0: You know we care about that performance in wrestling, that main event performance. But maybe in the bedroom, you don't have the confidence to perform. BlueChew.com and the code Fightful will help get you there. It's got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You know it's that good stuff. But it works on your schedule. Or maybe when you're not even ready and you want to get there, You consult with the online physician. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office. No awkward in-person meeting. And if approved, it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. But there will be nothing discreet about your package when you use BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. But you know what? How about free? Get your first shipment free when you use the code Fightful. Just pay $5 shipping. BlueChew.com. And the code fightful. Get that main event performance.
2: I don't know how I tossed that to you, but
3: <laughs>
2: we made it work.
1: Always make it work over here. That was a fun little segue. It's been it's been a while since one got teed up. So we get some other great stuff like Ortiz and Kingston promo here. Ah oh, yeah, I'm very excited for what they set up. Fun little promo, Ortiz and Kingston. They're not in a major program right now, so pair them up. Make it happen. This is going to be really fun. A Shane Taylor and JD Griffey promo right after. I am loving what we're seeing here. I think we might get Kingston and MJF maybe somewhat soon. Um, I guess we're probably swinging right from Sparks into Danielson. So maybe yeah. we don't take an Eddie Kingston pit stop, but I was wondering if maybe that's why he's not like in something longer term right now, but are you excited for what got set up here? Cause I
3: am
2: man. Let me tell you, I love these two. Uh, they look again, they they are, they fit the mold of the type of wrestlers that I like, right? The scrappy beating the crap out of you in in an alley type of style. But yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping that this goes somewhere. Cause Eddie's been picking up steam. He kind of plateaued a little bit, but uh, that was because of what happened. Obviously, there was a couple things that went <laughs> that was going on backstage. Few
1: things, Poor yeah, gigant. just a few things. Suspended and COVID, and then he got to fight his hero at a pay
2: per view. Yes, yes, like, yeah, there's yes. been a lot going and on. And <laughs> I believe, I believe that moment right there is where the climb starts again at that pay per view. When when you you're going to see now Eddie Kingston being in more prominent roles again and, and doing his thing. I I hope it just continues this his train ride continues to go upward
1: yes I am so excited so we are getting Eddie Kingston and Ortiz versus House of Black Jesus Eddie Kingston's delivery and the way Malachi Black uh has presented himself I think is a very fun very fun clash very excited uh, so we will move along. We got everything announced for the ROH card, which is good because it's tomorrow. We get Eli <laughs> Isom and Cheeseburger, two talents that were in the latest rendition of ROH, who I absolutely adore, versus 2.0. So very excited for that. Willow versus Trisha Dora. Sign me up for that anywhere, any day of the week. I'm so excited. Cobb versus Mascara Dorada. Oh, okay. With mm. Grand Metalik. And OGK versus Top Flight for the Zero Hour. Damn, that's going to be fun. And then we get Blake Christian and AR Fox versus Roosh and Drillistico, which is a- <laughs> Louis' put a.k.a. Roosh's brother, a.k.a. Mystico, to in CMLL. <laughs> Filling out your main show card, which will be so fun. Tom Lavelli chiming in, kind of as excited as I am, for Willow versus Trish in the Zero Hour, saying, This will hump.
2: Hell, that zero yeah. hours, yeah. Packed. that zero hours. I mean, is talk perfect. talk about it's like two wrestling shows at, in one. Yeah, the zero hour alone good. is like its own pay per view. I'm just saying, it looked great.
1: I'm pumped, and it's a nice introduction for people who might have carried over from the last rendition of RH to the I mean, newer. Is, yeah. I, I think it's good that people are getting familiar with with that talent, and that they get booked. That's just that's awesome. So
2: I'm gonna help you, Kate, with your Rs. Okay. Draistico. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you say you,
1: it. We're just gonna
2: it's... we're gonna I'm gonna be your partner in crime here on Fridays. We're gonna give you that. My rrr, partner. You know?
1: No, that's I'll all you. Partner. I'll just stay my white SO. Uh <laughs> we also got a Shane Taylor and JD Griffey promo. I really liked this. Them picking up that story, man, of uh where they left off with Keith Lee. If Swerve turns on Keith Lee, man. Oh. Some really fun, really fun possibilities out there. I would not be mad about Swerve, Shane Taylor, and JD Griffey in a trio. I wouldn't be mad about Swerve going off to be an independent star. I think maybe the faction era of Swerve is behind him. It's time for him just to break out on his own. But I'm really, I think that's a bit of a sleeper. Like that's going to be a package, real by fun. the way,
2: too. Incredible yes. package. Just the fact that they own all that footage and they're able to put it into the feud. Incredible.
1: Hell. Yes. Agreed. So we reach our main event. I absolutely adore the setup going into this. You got Trent Seven there. You got, well, Trent Seven gets revealed, but you have Kip Sabian saying, you know, I, I'm i not fooled. I noticed who you don't have with you. And Dan Housen sweeps in to try and take Mark Henry's line after Orange <laughs> Cassidy trying to do it for weeks. Absolutely cracked me up. Absolutely cracked me up. What a riot. But Orange Cassidy and Trent seven put on a fantastic match. Please be tactful in the chats. If there's anything specific you want to call out about Trent seven, uh, I would appreciate restraint and tastefulness in this environment. We try to keep it trigger free for people, but, uh, really, really good match. If you're not familiar, uh, Trent seven was mustache mountain in NXT UK. He's had a long-standing career, uh, A heck of a a wrestler, man. He's really, really, really good in the ring. That twisting DDT is really, really cool. And just echoing what was kind of said before, I adore the way Orange Cassidy has been used. I feel like the frequency with which he's wrestled has been something that's very healthy for a character like him. Makes it feel less gimmicky. Because, like, he has a title, right? So if he walks to the ring and he gives you a high five like this and he takes the title out of his backpack... Once the bell rings, that guy goes. He's real damn good. So the more you get to see him wrestle, the more it feels like he's in this world. But I thought this was a hell of a main event. Both the opener and the main event of Rampage, I felt like were fantastic. What did you think of this main
2: event? Yeah, good bookend, huh? To a good to a good show. Pretty good show there, uh that they put together. Um yeah, I felt like Cassidy has been shining with uh being champion and he's so different from the everyday professional wrestler that comes to the ring that that's why it's special to see him in there because he's super athletic. He's very fun to like watch. He does all his gimmicky stuff, which is great. But in the ring, he's still physical. He's still giving you a hundred percent of what, you know, of who he is and what he is. So, um, and Trent, they, they vibed, they vibed. I didn't see any hiccups. I didn't see where maybe something was. Uh, there was a mishap.
1: No, uh, two, Trent and him. Match tonight.
2: Very clean match. Yeah, a hundred percent.
1: It's that Styles make matchups thing. Like yeah. they, they are veteran enough to understand each other's worlds, but their differences make it just a really interesting wrestling match. But what about blast! Out to
2: Trent too to see him. You know, hell yeah, um, he, on TV again, great. man. It's great to see him back. Yeah,
1: he was crushing it tonight. So. Good stuff and a fun reveal. You know, I my hope is that this eventually ends up leading to Miro being back on screen because Kip Sabian's there. He's kind of in a title picture. I think Miro could be the guy to come in and, and beat Orange Cassidy. I don't think Orange Cassidy needs this title reign. Um I think it's great that he's had it, but I don't know if you're gonna see like an appropriate time for Orange Cassidy to drop a title, if that makes sense. I feel like because he's perpetually over. It's just a matter of picking the right guy. You can kind of do it whatever. I I think, uh, Miro coming back and just in his first match back taking the title. I'm, I think I'm, that re- sounds right. Yeah. I'm I'm not normally into stuff like that. For Miro, I'm I'm totally behind that.
2: Totally I think you behind. have I think you have Cassidy in the middle of the ring saying, "Hey, you know, I've been beating everyone. Who's next?" Kind of like his nonchalant way, and then you just hear the trumpet, and then it's like, "Here we go. We're oh, getting yeah. what we wanted." You know.
1: I think I think that would be awesome, and I think because Kip Sn- Sabian's sniffing around it, there's a really easy way to to get him back in there. But after the match, we get a beat down on Orange Cassidy <laughs> from Kip Sabian, who we were just talking about, and Dustin Rhodes comes down to make the save, which I think is really fun. Uh, I don't a natural, know if he was. Maybe. The Natural also, you know, he's very proud of his work as seven. So maybe there was like a seven and seven connection. <laughs> maybe he was trying to exercise some demons. I don't know. <laughs> but Destin Rhodes also did announce that his uh, last year in wrestling will be 2023. He's had a hell of a career. It's totally on his term, it's like totally his choice. Uh, but I think that.
2: What do you think? First Ballot Hall of Famer? They'll put him in as soon as he's done. Like they'll ask AEW if it's okay to bring him in.
1: I hope so. I think Goldus was a it.
2: very, very, very big character in the 90s. I'm sorry whatever anyone thinks of what his his work as Goldus it's No, like way Emmy way ahead, of its, yeah. Yeah. Way ahead yeah. of its time.
1: Yeah. Way ahead of its time. I I would hope so. And now that Cody is there, I think that would probably be even easier to make happen, but he deserves it. So, good stuff. Good well, that out. was
2: uh, tonight's show, everyone. Have a great one. No, I'm just...
1: It was not.
2: <laughs> we are
1: going to flip to a different program. Heck, we're going to go to what feels like a totally different location in this world, Alex. And if You're you... are so good at this. Don't want... I, I really am. I really <laughs> If you don't want anybody knowing your location, well, darn it. NordVPN might just be the VPN for you.
0: You don't want to get hit with a powerbomb symphony, do you? Not from your internet service, not from your browsing experience. NordLow is here to help. That's nordvpn.com slash fightful. It's going to squash the competition with the fastest VPN in the world. Change your virtual location with just one click. No matter where you are, you get access to whatever content that you want. Thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful, 30-day money-back guarantee, four additional months free, block annoying pop-up ads, block malware, block online trackers, three great tiers whether you want to pass a VPN, a locker, or all three, browse safely and securely, all this with one app. You can control up to six devices with one subscription how can you pass on this deal you're gonna end up saving money because of this especially if you buy those UFC pay-per-views let me tell you nordvpn.com slash fightful helps you there too check it out
1: well there you go and as promised we will be switching over into smackdown tonight get those super chats and humper chats and would you talk to us. It's kind of lonely out here in Smackdownville today. Also (laughs) would remind you to subscribe to Fightful Select. You do get a lot of great updates like Miro and that he is healthy and he has been pitched creative. There's just nothing that he felt comfortable latching onto. Read more of the details on it. There were updates about Scorpio Sky a little bit back. There's always Exciting and early uh, SmackDown producer and Raw producers of who did what matches and plans. If you're interested in getting those early, and of course, you get sour graphs behind the paywall. I join Alex on Mondays. Alex does a Rampage and Smack a Rampage watch along SmackDown review before this show on Fridays. And normally, we're behind the paywall doing our own pay-per-view post shows. But, because it's NXT and we get sour on the main, tomorrow you can catch us there after NXT Deadline. Myself and Sean Ross also will be doing the ROH post-show, which will be quicker, because I'm going to have to go watch NXT Deadline shortly after. Mm -hmm. So, please join us for those things. An action packed week full of wrestling, and of course, don't forget about those City boys in the morning. And let's not forget about SmackDown tonight, even though it wasn't like the most memorable. We still got some good in-ring action. There was a lot of stuff that Still worked, still made sense. I just don't think anything major to write home about, which is why we started with Rampage tonight. But we do have it kick off uh, with the Usos versus Sheamus and Butch. Jay telling Zayn to cut his hair for the next week. Underdog from the underground, Louis says. Getting wild. Getting wild over there in the bloodline. But this match ends with Jay avoiding a bitter end and the Usos hitting a 1D. Sammy stop Seamus from kind of breaking up the pin and equalizing things. Uh, this was a perfectly fine match. It for me, it took a minute to get going. I think because there was like a kind of a lot of slow plotting stuff here. Um, I don't know, it just didn't click in. The commercial breaks probably didn't help either. I really mm-hmm. liked Butch has this awesome diving door tornado DVT that I really, really liked. And he followed it up like with that, like stopping on the fingers and a buzzsaw kick, which is like I love that stuff. Like he's so great. I wish they would call him Pete Dunn again. So nothing like bad here. Just it kinda took a minute for it to, to click into me, but but some good work and some good advancement of the storyline. Uh the right right people won here. Kind of ready to move on from this, I think, but but some good stuff. What did you think of our opener tonight?
2: Yeah, um again, it just it just it felt like that FS one episode. I think it was just like just a regular filler match for some reason. I don't, you know, for whatever. In my, I it might, it, it, it took time for me to kind of get into it myself, and I was just like, okay, cool. Like I knew I had it on the background, but I was, <laughs> I was doing something else. So yeah, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, it was just again nothing like offensively wrong or bad, but just nothing right, that right, like right, I yeah. I latched onto tonight. So I'm kind of in the same spot there. Very excited for what it looks like might be lined up, though, for Sammy Zane. He, I think it's underestimated. I think everybody's acknowledging what a great job he's doing on the bloodline. I think people are underestimating how bad everything with the bloodline and stale it felt before he came in the picture and that he kind of saved it. Like, yeah, nothing is not to say single handedly, but almost single handedly. Like he has injected so much life into it. Just excited! I'm excited to see him getting the spotlight he deserves. Um, but I, I think there's some really fun stuff around the corner for him with that that moment, man. It's going to break our hearts. Going to know, break our is. hearts when, we when all the bloodline turns. Yeah, it's just a matter of when, right? So, so good stuff. And we move along to an LA Night promo. We'll talk about this whole through line for the show right now, uh, and we'll save the. Kurt Angle birthday stuff for the end as a whole as well. So a little bit of sequencing con- condensing on our end, but his LNA promo was, was super fun. I think, you know, he, he gets booze like he's supposed to, which is great. Um, he said, you'd have to basically be an idiot, not to think Bray Wyatt was the one who did it and says that he has footage and he's going to roll it. And he's interrupted by uncle Howdy, who says that LA night deserves this. And then later he finds Bray backstage in the devil's mask, which is kind of like the biggest development and confirmation that Uncle Howdy is this guy's darkest impulses brought to life. Right. I didn't love the backstage execution of it, but I do appreciate them setting this up in a different way. Like, but I am also like, Y'all thought it was long in the tooth when the QR codes are rolling out. Now it's getting long <laughs> in the tooth for me. Uh, I But it, I'm, I'm still interested. I'm not checked out on it, but I'm, I'm ready to see them fight at this point. Uh, and same. part of that is just because LA Knight is so grounded that he doesn't need the long burn that Bray does. They're the perfect pairing for that same reason, but because he just undresses all the weird stuff about Bray, uh, I'm ready to see them come to blows a little bit Mm -hmm. here. I will say, I think LA Knight is one of the most tailor-made people for a WWE main roster that I've ever seen. He completely gets how to blend pro wrestling and sports entertainment today. The thing he did that impressed me the most was he did a great job of when uncle Howdy appeared being unnerved, but not being so shaken that he didn't feel like he could still stand up as himself. Like he was definitely, thrown off by it but he wasn't gonna like back down because of it and i right. really really loved that reaction uh what did you think of what we saw from the la night and bray wyatt feud tonight?
2: yeah so i feel like it should uh it needs the it needs the physicality
1: yeah i'm i'm, I'm there it's, too
2: it's getting a little bit long on the tooth with with the storytelling which is fine because we want to continue, like that's cool. Like I don't mind the whole. Okay, who is Uncle Hot? Let, let's continue that. That's fine. I, I'll I'll agree. I'm. Bu- I bought in. Okay, this is not the, like the QR code, but they they're gonna have to mix it up for me. I would like to see some type of physicality. I would like to see something between them two, not someone attacking. You know, La Knight and us just seeing a camera crew roll up on him. Like, oh my god, I can't believe he's down there. Let's just let's go record him and knock all the cops um you know so yeah i i i'm with you i'm with you nothing nothing really crazy or groundbreaking to be honest
1: yeah good stuff but nothing uh too earth shattering here so i'll i'll agree with you on that but good stuff i mean they're gonna have to come to blow soon because there's just no pay-per-view between now and rumble and i don't think they're carrying this out to rumble that would be absolutely bananas but we move along we are flying through some stuff uh so, Shotzi is injured. Yeah. And I didn't love this segment about it. Uh, Shotzi is injured. And basically, Liv and Tegan confront Shayna and Rhonda about beating up Shotzi. And they're like, why do you think it's us? And I'm like, because A, of course it is. And B, don't you feel like everyone should think that? Like, don't you want people to know that you're a badass that can beat them up? Isn't that kind of the point? Correct. Like that was yeah. my my thing about it. I get that they're being kind of like it almost feels a little like a not as well executed, but in the same way as DX were like always like kind of pranksters as well yeah. as controversial. Almost feels like they're kind of fitting in that vein. Uh but I would just rather like them be like, Yeah, we'll just we'll just break people's bones whenever we feel like it. We're two of the biggest yeah. badasses in the world. So Uh, What I did like about this, though, is that Liv comes out and says that they're looking for a fight and they set up the match for later in the day. This is the most consistent character work that we've seen for Liv Morgan, the most creative that has complimented her, I think, maybe in her whole career. Like, she's in the ring, almost killing herself. She's looking for fights. She's leaning into enjoying the pain. Like, it seems like they found something that's really clicking with her. So I did like that, which is. Good news. I will take that out of this.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. um, I sometimes feel like they, they think we're dumb as the audience. I don't know. Like the way they they do segments and storylines sometimes. And I've said this before on the show, they kind of insult us a little bit, but it is what it is.
1: Well, and it's just a little more of a spoon fed product, right? I think it's definitely more directed at kids. So it, it kind of makes sense, but I agree. That was a little, like, it's, it's not a mystery. Like, let's not pretend it is. But we will move along to what I thought was probably the most disappointing segment on the show of the Viking Raiders and Legato Del Fantasma ending in a DQ because Hit Row interrupts and we're going to get a triple threat next week. This could have been a really cool match if they let it happen and set up the triple threat a different way. I think this is the absolute wrong call to capitalize on the momentum that Santos Escobar had coming out of that match with Ricochet last week. I think this is the worst thing you could have done is say that I put on an incredible match. It was like 25 minutes long. It was the thing that we were talking about the most, more than anything between rampage and SmackDown last week Mm -hmm. by miles was everywhere.
2: By the way, Everywhere.
1: everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And uh yeah, probably match of the week across all programs, and there's a lot of programs out there. Um to so then throw him into something where he gets dq to set up a triple threat, like that just feels like a terrible way to capitalize on that, in my opinion. But uh I don't even really buy the triple threat setup too much either. But I'll leave room for the actual match to blow me away. I think it's very possible that that happens. So, um, you do have one female competitor in the court of each of these stables as well, which is good, right? You have Zelina, you have uh, Sarah Logan, now Valhalla, uh and you have VFAB. Sure. So, there's like a, a proportionate way to go about this. So, uh, I'm I'll leave room for that to be good. I just wish they had. I think a lot of people last week found out who Santos Escobar was last week, and they didn't do anything about it this week. I know
2: that's crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah they should have capitalized
2: on that. Let's well, yeah. hit row. <laughs> it's nice to hit row sometimes. You know, back and doing things. Maybe I think I don't yeah, know like, I think... what they're doing. They they've gotten so lost. I think to me, every time I uh, I, I talk about them, I feel like I'm kind of like shoving them down a trash bin but no, i really but not
1: trying to do that yes. yeah, yeah i i think it's good because i feel like they got pissed off about what's been how they're being treated right in in wwe world so it makes sense that they came out swinging to, to try and look stronger i just hope that they get them on a track soon so i am with you <sighs> not a good time when nobody wants to talk about anything that happened on the show i'll put it that way because yeah, i don't think people much. hate us people like us
2: so. yeah no
1: they want to talk about things they would, but there's not a lot of meat on the boat here or kind of in this next, next segment. Uh, contract signings are mm. normally pretty boring. This one was okay. Uh, this was Gunther and Ricochet's contract signing, but holy interruptus Batman. New day comes to the ring. They have a tag match on deadline tomorrow which that i'm looking forward to never mad when i say new day in the ring and they have it against pretty deadly who is a very good in-ring team uh i loved the line where kofi said have you watched wrestling when he was talking about how adam pierce was like we're not gonna do that here (laughs) right now and he's like have you watched wrestling before and pierce goes good point that popped me tremendously i like when wrestling acknowledges itself sometimes yeah um but good gets a mic he basically reminds ricochet that he's beat him twice he also says that the mat is sacred and calls the New Day a joke, which I like that. That is how Guther should view the New Day. Um, and the New Day should be able to respond, saying that they were the second reigning tag teams and that they've had the belts a million times and things like that. And then Ricochet makes some jokes about their performance, which if we let off the show with SmackDown and not Rampage, that would have been my blue-shoe segue. 100%. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Truth. But. I appreciate it, Ricochet. Thank you for setting us up for it. We just did things in reverse order tonight. But what did you think of this contract signing?
2: First of all, can we acknowledge the fact that the boys' new day came out to the Green Ranger and White Ranger uh, outfits? Yes. I mean, you know, rest in peace, JDF. That was. Uh, I love it when they do that. I think that you know they loved um, Power Rangers as well. They've they love JDF, so I think that was a a, a really fun um way to tr- do a tribute to the yes. man. Um other than that, yeah, I just I want to see them fight. I hate these little like segments where we have to sign contracts or whatever. Um just put Gunther and, and Ricochet in a ring and just let them go at it one on one. Put them in a cage. I don't care what it takes. You know, I feel like Gunther's the pure champion of WWE right now. He wants everything to be, you know, buy the book by the letter of the law give me a handshake you know like yeah. okay cool so you're the roh of wwe let's do it
1: especially <laughs> when we've seen them fight before it is kind of like let's get there and i don't really buy that like guther wants to soften new day up for pretty no, tomorrow no. that's weird but no, i did yeah. think the match itself was pretty good this does turn into a trios match between ricochet and the new day versus imperium um this ends with woods Diving onto Gunther and Vinci as Kofi Kingston hits the Treble in Paradise. Ricochet follows up with the shooting star press to get the win. This is kind of the trap they're in. It had to go this way for the way that the feud is building out. But Imperium should not be losing on my TV this much. So it's kind of a catch-22. They're kind of handcuffed in, in that regard of, like, Gunther's going to win, right? And we know that Braun Strowman is around the corner. They can make that right. abundantly clear to us. So you kind of have to have them go over today. Also kind of justifies New Day tomorrow a little bit feeling a little more important going into a pay-per-view. I would can, hope. Can I
2: say this too like that WWE has been letting the wrestlers wrestle? Yes. Like there's the the, the that that's a match between them. Um they were doing things that I have not seen on WWE television at all. Yeah. Like a lot of the high-flying segments. That Ricochet match last week <laughs> was was nothing like WWE used to do. Yeah. Okay. That was incredible. And people would like that and people want to watch that. And I think this week with the three on th- uh, three on three, they let them they yes. let them go. And yeah. I was I was like, oh my god, this is not this is not the WWE that I've had I've I've watched not for 18 years yeah. since WCW went off the air. You know, this is fun.
1: It it's really really fun when they let them kind of take the wheels off. That's what I've loved. Even though Mustafa Ali hasn't been on a track that he deserves getting to see him wrestle. I'm like, I'm so glad I get to see it. Same with Ted Gable. He's losing all the time, but I get to see Ted Gable wrestle on my television. Yeah, he's on, on TV. camper.
2: Freddie oh says that all the time. He says, yeah. you might see people lose all the time, but guess what? They're getting television time. And if they're on your television, you're talking about them.
1: Yeah. It's wins and losses should matter. But the other measure that they use to tell you if someone's over is how much they're on television. Yes. For sure. For sure. Like a theory. I'd rather not. Uh, we'll move along to <laughs> he's turning a corner. They just used a stupid route to get him there, and I'm not over it. Uh, but we move on to a segment that now here's someone who I think is turning a corner in a really good way, is carrying cross with Rey uh-huh. Mysterio. Uh cross basically says that it's heartbreaking what's happened with him and his son. And he and Scarlet essentially call him a horse that needs to be put out of his misery, that his best days are behind him. I really like that the package has kind of come together. We talked for weeks and weeks about how I felt it was disjointed. You kind of agreed. Alex Pulowski definitely thought it was yeah. disjointed. That's the nicest way he put it. Um they're now in the same world, which is so much better. The only thing I didn't like about this is uh, Rey Mysterio should be the age and the injury history and the punishment of someone that needs to be put out to pasture. He is so unbelievably not. Now, here's the thing. Karrion Cross should still probably say that as a pro wrestler. But the reality of it is, Rey Mysterio is still performing at a very yeah. elite wrestler. As yeah. like, it's insane what Ray Mysterio is still able to do. So, that was my only nitpick. Ray's but... like
2: thirty-eight. <laughs> He's never He's like, aged, man.
1: He he froze in time. I don't know how he did it. God bless him. Um, so kicking ass. Uh, hopefully his son gets there someday. But uh, yeah. I I really like that. It's still not my favorite thing taste-wise, but from a fundamental wrestling perspective, Karrion Cross and Scarlet now feel like they're a part of the same act where I feel like they didn't before, yeah. which is really, really good to see. And I kind of like the tarot deck being different wrestlers that he's gonna feud with. That's a that's a fun use of that. Uh, what to- did you think of this segment? TikTok. Yeah, I, I was I was
2: I was confused as when it first started. I'm like, is he is he talking to him to like tell him hey let's get together and beat the crap out of your son or what's happening and then finally when i started like really paying attention and listening in i understood okay okay i know where he's going with this you know do we go into a you know um mass versus mass back where he brings back the snm whatever (laughs) mask that he had on and just they beat the crap out of each other no that's not gonna happen people but yeah i i think um
0: carrion is making
2: carry is making that that uh that turn man I, I he looks so demonic and the yeah. way he's talking and I'm like "Ooh, okay I see what you're doing here you know Scarlet's off in the back she's not really she's just the the piece that is kind of feeding to him I think I think they finally they got the wheels rolling on him
1: I think so too the ice in my veins version of him is by far the most compelling thing that we have seen guys get in those super chats and humper chats we are coming down the home stretch here
2: yes send in your thoughts on the matches in a humper chat or a uh super First chat super let us chat. know what you think do you agree with something do you not you think kate's bangs are too short i think well, so easy easy let us know i'm down for it Rude. you guys really want me to do an only fans i mean whatever Rude. you guys want just well, throw, yeah, it our, okay. throw it our way it our way, okay. it's so always a topic to... of conversation here on Friday. See,
1: the only fan suggestion is good because if they want to talk about it, we get money, but then you monetize yourself with the subscription.
2: Do we want? Do you want to see me and Kate Scissor? We can do that too. It's <laughs> happening. See that.
1: <laughs> I have the super chat screen open, so I was like, Where Where am I?
2: Kate's always scissor. so confused. I'm with which
1: one
3: like, do I scissor? I got my
1: notes open, I got my super chats open, oh, I got yeah. comments open. I'm all over the place here, but Something that uh, they're trying to keep from being all over the place is this Lacey Evans reboot.
2: Oh, God. This is when I log out.
1: (laughs) It was short. I think what they're doing is retreading what the last one was supposed to be. We talked about this extensively last week, so we don't they didn't put a ton on television tonight and we don't have to dive too much further into it. But I think. I think they're trying to course correct and that much of it I certainly respect like that girl bore her soul on screen and they just completely fumbled it if they're trying to do something that she actually wants to do yeah. God bless them it's just we've seen iteration after iteration of this so it's not going to connect right away but um I at least respect that they're trying to go back and do right by her
2: yeah I'll agree. That's as far as I go. I just... Don't be gimmicky using my damn Marine Corps. That's all.
1: That's where I leave it. Extremely fair. But this, I will say, so far hasn't been gimmicky. It's just been used so many times. Right, yes.
2: Correct, yeah.
1: So I hear that. But we move on to this women's tag match that the crowd just was not not there for. Uh, So this ends kind of barely gets going. I don't think the crowd was, the main roster was not familiar enough with Tegan Knox before she got released that they are fully behind her in a comeback yet. So like the they came back pop isn't fully there just because she had such limited main roster exposure I think before she got released. She had done like some matches and then kind of got cut but mm-hmm. um this match ends of course Ronda gets in Raquel's face uh and Liv avoids the Fuda we clutch and Tegan Knox hits the shiniest with her with Liv getting the pin. She looked um, like she got
2: hurt there, unless she's just
1: Yeah, it didn't look great. Super K
2: Fabe, she was she did not look happy there after doing that. And I'm like, oh no, not again.
1: Um it's not it's not great. I, I saw Zonia Deville tweet that she wants to wrestle, and I'm kind of like yeah put her on my screen like the smackdown women's roster right now really needs some people that a ring generals and b people that have proven themselves to be able to get over in one way or the other which is something has done before I don't know why she's not with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler as the mouthpiece like we talked about it for a couple weeks that yeah. like, there's not really a mouthpiece there, but the stylistic matchup is cool. Sonia Deville's the answer to that. Like, she can yeah. she can deliver a heck of a promo, and stylistically, she has an MMA background too. So, um, I I don't understand why they wouldn't do that unless they're going to put her on the other side of the aisle for that eventually. But I would have rather seen a fun Sonia Deville style match. I think then I don't want to compare. That's a crappy thing to do. She should be on my screen as well. I'll put it that way. Because um, everybody involved in the match tonight should be on my screen. You have the champion, which I don't like is on the side getting pinned. Um, you have a newly kind of unlocked live, which people love. You have a returning Tegan Knox. Shayna Baszler is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. So all of them should be on my screen. But so should Sony Deville. And uh crowd wasn't super into this. I'm sure the DQ ending was a part of it. Um, Raquel her whole body's broken and yet she keeps interfering with matches and the her name. Whole of, body's and, broken. <laughs> the name of Shotzi Blackheart who was her mortal enemy and then they weren't enemies anymore for reasons. Uh but yeah, nothing really to write home about this match with. It happened. Uh I guess we're continuing more with Raquel and Ronda.
2: Yeah, I guess. So. I guess is
1: where this is going, but any thoughts on this?
2: No, just just like you, I just don't understand what they're doing. I mean, story wise, like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And you're it's right so- they they don't have they don't have ring generals right now. I feel like the women in WWE have taken really strong, prominent roles outside of WWE, and they're doing their own thing. Um, they're exploring things, and then you know they kind of come back or whatever. Like I don't know, like what is how how do you introduce Charlotte back into a a roster at And on SmackDown, how do you, uh, uh, Carmella? How do you bring her back into into the fold? Like there's, they're kind of like doing outside things. Even Lacey Evans, she's more. I see her do more stuff like on Instagram and on her own than on in the ring. And you've got people that
1: are in NXT that are ripe to come up. Like Alba Fire better be coming up if she's going to lose the Isle of Dawn. You have Toxic Attraction, which is really really, um, like overdue to come up like Mandy should have.
2: Do you bring Mandy back to the main roster? I mean, she's succeeded very well in NXT. I I think you You
1: call up the whole act because there's so many stables now.
2: Does she get lost once she comes back up because of everything that's happening? It's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a little bit... I think if you call them up as an act, you now have someone that has a year-long title reign under their belt, a top heel down there making a splash, but... We talk about it week over week, like the women's tag picture is just a mess. But, however, they do say that we're getting damage control versus Tegan Knox and Morgan for the tag titles next week. So maybe they're attempting to find some footing and create a division for the tag titles that they have. Uh, kind of interesting that Sasha Banks' rumors of her being at Wrestle Kingdom leaked and then all of a sudden they're creating a tag division. I'll just Maybe they thought they had them in the bag and didn't or something. I don't know. But... We move along to Kurt Angle. Happy birthday, Kurt Angle. Milkomania running wild all over Milcomania.
2: the place. Oh, good.
1: And Gable Stevenson are backstage with Jason Jordan. We have Kurt Angle's uh, birthday segment. Very happy to see Jason Jordan on my screen, a career that was cut short, unfortunately, by yeah. injury. Fantastic, fantastic in ring worker. They had that kind of weird thing where he was Kurt Angle's son. He is uh, his son. I'm- yeah yeah no the resemblance K-fabe, is striking
2: K-fabe, damn it
1: the resemblance is striking but we do get uh you know birthday shenanigans here uh chad gable is upset that he wasn't invited otis is the crowd wants him to eat the cake really bad because whenever there's a cake something nefarious happens right and gable Stephen is then is there and they say with all that cake you're gonna need milk and then the milk can't even reach the commentators, it seems like. So the the pressure in the milk hose was not the greatest. But uh, it was the most textbook, it's a Legends birthday segment. Yeah. I don't need to see, I'm not like in on Gable Stevenson. I don't think I probably will be ever because of uh, some outside of the ring complications there uh but his brother's doing all right David kemp is pretty good in nxt so this was what it was you had the olympians right you had uh chad gable who i absolutely adore involved in this and i i do appreciate that they called back like the uh american alpha tag team I almost said alpha academy which is where he's at now i i like that they they played into that because last time kurt Angle was fully around that's kind of what we were doing right so Good mm-hmm. stuff there. Happy birthday, Kurt Angle. One of the best to ever do it, for sure. Uh, yeah. And that's it was like one of those. It was on. one of those
2: like endings, like the DX in in Brooklyn. You know, kind of just like send the crowd home happy. Yeah. Kind of deal, you know. Jeez, that's all it really was.
1: By by the book, by the book. But that does conclude our episode of SmackDown for tonight. Look at I can-
2: that, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Well, we finished a little earlier than we normally do because
2: Royalty free applauses.
1: <laughs> because I'm such an efficient host and it had nothing to do with the fact that nobody wanted to talk about anything. Right?
2: Well, you know, the crowd it it was a it wasn't so last week we we were killing it because of Ricochet, Ricochet and Santos yeah.
1: t- tearing down the house, yes. Yeah.
2: And even, even on Rampage, you know, a lot of fun stuff there. And I, I just I just think that when the shows are kind of like textbook, like we're just putting matches together. Yeah. what is this? Wow.
1: We got Matthew Plus, Forever the Heel, saying, let Alex lead the show, you'll make more money. I would actually be... I would be happy to do that if I didn't make less money on days I don't host. So... uh <laughs>
2: She makes a lot of money, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sitting here. so rich. She Venmo's me uh, a couple dollars for my kids meal at McDonald's. And oh, I exactly gladly right. take it. I'm very yeah. happy with it. It's how I've been that's feeding that. myself here in the northern of Carolinas. Okay.
1: to <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, see, was I going to
2: afford a house?
1: It's true. It's true. Pennies for your thoughts, as they say. If you want to see me, the fat cat of Fightful, running around tomorrow, you got me twice. You got me on the ROH post-show with Sean Ross Sapp. I'm so excited to be on a stream with Sean again, since he abandoned me on Fridays. <laughs> uh, and then Alex Velasquez and I, in a very calm and level-headed and normal review, I'm sure, on the NXT Deadline post-show, where we will be talking about the Iron Survivor matches, which is the first time I've ever tried them. And I think it's going to be... A delightful little mess, but hopefully, we see some really great in ring action. So, join us for those. You can also find me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter. You can yes. find me on Patreon at patreon.com oh. Miss Kate Fabe. Uh, it's free to interact there if you have an account. If you want to support me financially, there's a pay what you want tier. That's love what that. I'm up to this weekend. Also, don't forget to check out Grapsity. We love the Graps guys. Go support them. But, Alex, where can people find you?
2: Very easy, ladies and germs, here on the chat. Um, wait, I want to say this before I give you my socials, which is always the same thing, right? It's just my name. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Maggie and Rob, who just celebrated their one year anniversary Yay! on the show uh, on FIFA oh, Overbook. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a, that's a big deal. Uh, in the internet, people tend to start things, stop, and just go away. So, congratulations to them. I just wanted to give them their flowers for uh, what oh, they're yeah. doing they're over the there. Best. Yeah, me. and and as uh, as far as for me, you can find me on Instagram at Alexis Cardoza, my name, uh, my full name. And uh, from there, you can just hit the link and find all my other wonderful projects that I am working on. Support Kate. Pay what you can. Um, She sends me topics, so I just pay for those. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't tell the world that, please, God. Yeah, do I'm not. Sorry. Do not tell the world that. But... We appreciate you so much for joining us. Join us tomorrow. we got two wrestling shows, back-to-back, belly-to-belly. We appreciate like you guys tuning in. Have a fun and safe weekend. We're out.